This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. If you notice this morning in the pismon that we said in the slichas, it opened up with the word shachar kamti, which means I woke up in the morning. So the both the Mata Ephraim and Yerach HaShulchan discuss the question of what happens if the words of the Pismine don't necessarily fit the time of day when we're reciting them. Does it have to be accurate when you say these words? For example, we spoke about this for those people who said Slichas early on Matzah uh, on those people who said Slichas Sunday morning instead of Matzah Shabbos. So what's the opening line of the Slicha? Motzah E Menucha. Can't say Motzah Emenucha on Sunday morning, so the Matafrayim writes: If you're going to say, if you're going to say Slicha Sunday morning, you take out the words Motzah Emenucha. So what about the words Shachar Kamti this morning? If you're going to say Slicha at seven thirty this morning, can you still say it's Shachar Kamti? It's still the morning. So Rabbi Mizalman Orbach writes in the Sefer Licha Shleima. He says it's not a problem, even if you say Slicha late in the morning after Hanetzah Chama. He says why? Because what does Shachar Kamti means? Means I got up earlier than I would on a regular day. Doesn't mean I got up in the middle of the night. Doesn't mean I got up before Eloise Shachar. It means I got up earlier than I would have liked to. I, we, every, almost every shul in the world has earlier davening during slichas. So said Rabbi Shlomo Zalman, that's Shachar Kamti. I got up earlier. Doesn't mean I got up before, before the morning. It means I got up earlier in the morning the way we perceive getting up early, which can even be 10, 15 minutes before the scheduled time. Some of Farshim say that as long as you said the slichas before Hanetz Achama. What time was Hanetz Achama? It was 625. So we, in the, in the early minion here this morning, we talk, said it before Hanei Tzachama. But if Shlomo Zalman writes, it's not Hanei Tzachama, it's Alois HaShacha. Alois HaShacha we did not get this morning for, uh, to say Shacha Kamti. Hanei Tzachama was 4.59 this morning. We had Tzlichas early this morning, don't get me wrong, it wasn't that early. But uh, most of the Machzarim that we have with the Tzlichas, they keep the word Shacha Kamti in. Even if you say Tzlichas at 8 o'clock in the morning, just because you got up earlier more than usual. If a person shows up late to Slichas, very often it happens, some of us wake up late. So what happens when you come late to Slichas and they're already in the middle of the Slichas? So the stipler is quoted as saying, just go straight to where they're up to. Don't start with Ashrei and Luchashem Atstaka. Skip straight to where they're up to. And you don't even have to go back. You stay where they're up to and you continue forward. They quote, Reb Shul Kamenetsky thinks otherwise. He thinks, you're right, you don't have to, but he thinks there's nothing wrong with if you want to start all the way from the beginning. Start with L'cha Hashem and say all the Pizmoidim and catch up to where they're up to. He does point out, as does other Paiskim, that there's no need to say Ashrei in such a situation. If you're diving by yourself, or if you're very behind when they start, there's no reason to say Ashrei. The entire Ashrei was Nisakin, so that Sibur can say Akadish. So if the Tzibur said the Kaddish, oh, you're not part of the Tzibur, you're davening at home, then there is no need to say the Ashrei. Now, very often what happens is, and we had this issue a little bit this morning, was sometimes it, you don't have a minion right away when you want to start the Slichas. But the truth is you should really have a minion at Ashrei. The preferred time to have a minion is by Ashrei. You want to have the minion saying Ashrei, but sometimes you're on a tight schedule. You can't wait for people first to stroll it. So the Mata Ephraim writes, as do others in that case, so you, you don't say Kaddish. You skip and you start L'cha Hashem Matzdaka. In that case, so what happens when the minion finally comes? So the Paiskim right, when the minion finally comes, you're supposed to try to say three Psukim. Three Psukim, this way, it's like you had a, a, some version of recitation of the Psukim, and then you say the Kaddish once the minion does come. The Biki Yosef writes something which... Well, what? 
In the middle, in the middle. They write even in the middle, the middle of the slicha, yeah. The Birki Yosef writes a Chiddush, it's quoted by the Shavit Shuvah, we mentioned it on Matzah Shabbos, that a person should not recite the Gimel Midas without Kavana. You have to understand what you're saying when you say the Gimel Midas. You have to know what, what they mean. You don't have to know every Machloik Yishvishayim or what uh, each thing means, but you have to have a basic idea of what those words mean. Hashem, Hashem, Karachom, Echanon, you have to basic art school translation. And he, the Shavit Shuvah writes, you're not allowed to say the Gimel Midas unless you know what those mean. And again, the Gimel Midas is a very big highlight of the Slichus experience. What happens if most of the tzibur is uh, ahead of you? Let's say, for example, you're saying slicha slowly. So we know when it gets to the Gimelmidus, you got to say the Gimelmidus with the tzibur. You can't say the Gimelmidus by yourself. Let's say you're way behind, and they're already up to Tachanun. So the Paiskim write, if they're, if Roiv of the Shul is already up to the Tachanun part of the slichas, you should say Nefil Sapayim with them. Because it's a halacha, that if, the, if you're in a place and everyone's saying Tachanun, you should do Nefil Sapayim with them as well. So therefore, if you are very behind, and they're already at the end of the slichas, they're up to the, the Tachanun, you should skip and go with them and join the slichas. Then make Radin, you don't have to make up that that you missed. Shmuel Kamenetsky talks about this, Shaila. I've never heard of it happen. Lamai said, it almost happened this morning. What happens if you say the wrong day slichas? Right? We have every day, we say slichas. Let's say today, we would say yesterday's and vice versa. The page. I blame the page, blame the, the you know, one, one down for the omen. I don't want to blame anyone. We don't blame anyone. So what do you do then? So he writes in that situation, just switch days. You'll say the Wednesday on Thursday, the Thursday on Wednesday. Now, what's the biggest riot that this is correct? What does Svartim do? Svartim say the same slicha every day for 30 days. The, exact, the entire L they say the exact same schedule of slichas every single day. The answer is which slicha you say is not so uh, so important. The point is to say slichas. <laughs> Therefore, but yeah, it would be okay. When we get to the end of the slichas, we have after the tachanun, we have a couple of uh, lines in Aramaic. Mechi or Macy, Mamus or Mechaya. Very happens to be very moving comments over here. It's in Aramaic, so it's worthwhile reading the translation. But we have a halacha that we're not supposed to say Aramaic biyachidus. All the parts of the Darim that have Aramaic, we generally don't say biyachidus. So if you're saying slichas by yourself, so obviously you don't say he's given me this by yourself unless you want to do it kikayir b'teira, and you don't say this part that's in Aramaic. What happens if again you're, you're behind? And the shul already finished, but you're still still behind in your slichas. So the way the place can write it, Rabbi Yashiv and others, they say, well, it depends. If there's at least Roiv HaMinyan still in slichas, there's still at least six out of ten people still in slichas, and you can say this this part of the slichas. But if everyone's done, they're putting on their tefillin, they're saying brachas, and you're the only guy still in slichas, in that case, you're not permitted to recite those parts in Aramaic, because that's considered biyachidus. Even though when I started the slichas, I started with a minion, and normally that is the halacha, but for this Element, we don't say that. Let's go the other way. This happens sometimes also, sadly. Let's say you have a minion of 10 people exactly. And one of the guys leaves. He's leaving for a good reason. Now you're left with nine. So the priest can write them out. The Friam and others, they all say you're allowed to say the Kaddish afterwards. Because since you started with a minion, you're allowed to c- c- conclude as if you had a minion. So some people say, so why can't I say the same thing with the Aramaic? I started with a minion even though now I don't have a minion. So they try to come up with svaris to be mechalic, to differentiate between those two cases. But the overwhelming majority opinion of the Paiskim is if you are sure that by the time you're up to this part of the slichas, no one else is still saying slichas, in that case you should skip that part. The Biki Yosef and the Biak to bring down an interesting practice. We know that on Chafei Elul, the world was created. We mentioned this last week, that's why the Ran Rosh Hashanah brings down a shita. he's supposed to start saying slichas on Chafei Elul. So we know the world was created on Chafei Elul. So why do we say the world was created on Aleph Tishrei? Because that's when man was created. At, on day six, Adam and Rishon was created. So they bring down a practice that it's from Chafei El till Rosh Hashanah, you should read in the Chumash each day's day of creation. On the first day, you read what happened on Chafei El, you read what happened on the first day. And Chavav, you read what happened on the second day. 
I don't know how many people actually keep this practice, but it's a practice brought down by quite a few Gedali Achreidim that a person should do such a thing all the way up till <coughs> we get to Rosh Hashanah. Um, Why can't you say uh, That's a question. I've had to understand the Gemara because either because the Malachim do or don't understand the Aramaic. There seems to be a Machalikis Mashayim. I'll read the Gemara. Whether or not they're going to take it to too, they won't take it to Yilat all different uh, different interpretations. Even if I understand, even if you understand this, it's the word of the malachim. The gemara says the malachim don't understand their Uh We all know one of the common practices in Erev Rosh Hashanah is that people are matir neder. It's interesting if you look in Shulchan Aruch, you look in the Nesikayim. No one brings it down before Rosh Hashanah. The first time it's brought down, it's brought down by the Shalak Kodesh, it's brought down by later Rachwaita, but it's not really brought down in the typical uh, Shulchan Aruch, no one brings it down. It's based on a gemara. The gemara says he's supposed to be matir yinadar and berei shaita in the beginning of the year. Svaidim, they're matter the darm all the time. They do it like once a week. On Fridays, they're all matter the darm. The Gemara says, It's very severe. Uh, a person makes a nether, he doesn't keep it, people die. It's very scary. So that's why we don't want to go into the new year with any darm on our uh, track record. So the common practice is that before Rosh Hashanah, we're matter the darm. It doesn't have to be on air of Rosh Hashanah. It doesn't have to be. You can be matter the darm today, tomorrow, maybe not Shabbos, but uh, you don't have to do it specifically on air of Rosh Hashanah. You could be matin a darm belayla. You could do atar sadam at night, even though bezdin is not open at night. But the nice came over there. The shach explains that it's not really considered something that needs bezdin. It's not really a real bezdin. Therefore, meikar adin. You could do atar sadam tonight. You could do atar sadam belayla. You could even have family members on the bezdin. You can have your son and your brother. And uh, your father, they could all be on the bezdin, even craving a mutter for atar sadarm. So it's not exactly uh, hard to find a bezdin of three. All you all you need is three men above the age of 13. We had a whole share about this last year. What happens to the bar mitzvah boy? Kid just turns bar mitzvah, he's so excited, he's finally made it into Kalah Yisrael. But the question is, can you use him on your bezdin? So if Kivega brings up this problem, if Kivega says, no, we know, the Gemara says, that a boy who's bar mitzvah, who's 13, is only... We don't know necessarily <coughs> that he really has Shtay Cyrus. He's not really considered a Gadol unless he's 13 with Shtay Cyrus. So why do we let our mitzvah boys do anything? Because the Gemara says we have a Chazaka. Chazaka de Rabba, Chazaka de Rabba, different versions in the Gemara. That we assume that at age 13 a boy probably has Shtay Cyrus. But the Gemara says you can only use that for things which are rabbinic. You can't use that for things which are midirais. So the Kvega brings up the, the problem that Hatar Sadar might be a Dinder Raisa. So it's very questionable. Can you take a nice 13 year old boy just got by Mitzvah last Shabbos? Can you put him on your bezin? So some people try to avoid it. They try not to take the 13 year old onto the bezin. 13 year old boy gets very insulted and offended. So later, Achraim, Mashishtambach, has a tshuva where he wants to be Miyashiv, why it's okay to take the 13 year old on your bezin. But that's a little bit of an issue. Can you take him on your bezin? You can be Matanada at night. So that's what Rabbi Kivega discusses. How much of like a bezin does it have to be? To what extent? You know, it's got to have some similarities to a bezin. Uh, what about women? What do women do with atar sedam? Women make nedarim also. Men make nedarim. Women make nedarim. So what do women do with atar sedam? So the easiest option is some zalman and others write this. You, your wife will make you a shliach to be matin the darm first. So when you matin the darm in shul, so you'll say to the bezin, "I want to be matin my nedarim," and my wife asked me to be a messenger to be matin her nedarim. That's the best option. But Meikar Adin, let's say for example, you have a bunch of boys in your house. So you let your sons be the Bezdin. The only person who can't be on the Bezdin is you can't be on the Bezdin with your wife. Because Ishtay Kigufa, you can't be on the Bezdin. But let's say you have three boys that are above the age of, uh, let's say, 15. You have an older son, so put them on the Bezdin. Let her be Mataneder. It's not such a big deal. So Meikar Adin, women should also be Mataneder. Befrat for the women who don't make it to shul on Yom Kippur night. Because some place can say, no, they'll get it called Nidre. 
First of all, not all the women get make this shulchan nidre, especially if you have little kids, you're not going to shulchan nidre. So therefore, it's more correct that they ask their husbands to be a shliach, or they can do regular atar sedam like a man. They get three men, they can do regular atar sedam. On Sunday night, we'll talk more a little bit about what atar sedam is and how it works, and some of the texts that we have in the city. We'll talk about it, Mr. Shem, some other uh, topics related to Erev Rosh Hashanah.